0: Hello and welcome. It is Eric Erickson here. The Eric Erickson show. You can call in if you want 877-97-ERIC-877-973-7425. We got an action alert out there that I hope you will consider taking part in. The Democrats want to expand the selective service to your daughters and have them be uh, required to fill out the paperwork for the draft. They have uh, made the selective service gender neutral. And now listen, I know there are some people who think that's fine. It's all in the name of equality and besides nothing will ever happen. I think it's a terrible idea. I don't think our daughters should be drafted into war. I think they should have the choice. I think um, there are differences between the sexes and we we push equality so much. We sometimes ignore that uh, men and women are not equal uh, in physicality, in the way we tend to behave within nature, men and women are different. And I don't think that we should want our, uh, the daughters to be drafted. And frankly, I think you, you apply, fill them all out for the draft. Uh, you are levy. you are going to drag people into war who would be better suited at home, uh, running the country while the men are all fighting. And I think, I mean, frankly, we saw that in world war II, the number of women who stepped up, got out of the house and did major important jobs while the men were fighting. And you can say it's sexist of me. I've been getting that all day. I just think it's a terrible idea. I mean, frankly, the better idea is to get rid of the selective service, get rid of of the draft altogether. And you can call your senator and tell them to oppose the NDAA as long as it will draft your daughters. I want to make it easy for you. If you text the word Eric, my name, E-R-I-C-K to the phone number 33777, you'll get a link back with the phone number to call. Now, I, I need you to understand this. This is one of the important ones. This is very important, actually. When you go into your cell phone to text you, the number that you put in to text to is 33777. In the field, in the message field, you put in Eric, E-R-I-C-K. I, I've seen some bounce backs into my system where people are just going into the message field and they're putting Eric 33777 or they're putting into the the on um, number field where they dial uh, or the phone number, they're putting in 33777 Eric. No, nope. the number to send to is 33777. And then in the message field, you put the word Eric, E-R-I-C-K you'll get the phone number back. Now, a lot of people overwhelmed it earlier, and uh, it was making it so people would put in their zip code to prepare them to the right senator, and it'd say, ah, eh, we can't help you right now. The system's down, or there is no senator. That should be resolved now, but it it has been getting overwhelmed because so many people have been participating. But call your senator by texting ERIC to 33777. Click on the phone number I send you back. Call your senator and say, do not apply the draft to women. Kill the NDAA if it's going to do that. Now, we got to move on. Occasionally, I talk about uh, tech topics on the program. I don't mean to bore you, but it's relevant. You need to understand it. You got to know it. Now, you got to pay attention here because this is a fight worth fighting, and there are a lot of bad ideas on both sides out there. What do we do with Facebook? The Democrats and the media are obsessed right now with Facebook. They don't care about Twitter. They don't care about TikTok. They don't care about Google's algorithm. They don't care about Amazon. They care about Facebook. You need to understand the reason the media and the Democrats together care about Facebook is because Facebook is a platform they believe they should control, but they do not control. They think that they own the tech space. This is very much like talk radio. The left hates talk radio because they can't dominate it. There are left-wing talk radio stations in the country. They tend to be terrible. Just listen to NPR. They require government subsidy. And they don't like that in the free marketplace of ideas, conservatives can have talk show stations where they're competitive with large audiences. I am the only national talk show in the nation. You know, after Rush Limbaugh passed away, he dominated Noon to 3. Rush did. When he passed away, a number of different people stepped up to fill his uh, spot. No one could ever fill his shoes. They fill the time slot, Noon to 3. I am the only one in the nation to be number one in a top ten market. More people listen to me on the radio, or at least they they did in in the last quarter. More people listen to me on the radio in Atlanta than they listen to anything else, music or talk. And it's pretty consistent that way. The left does not like that people like me exist and can be the number one program in a market where they think, particularly in a place like Atlanta that is trending blue, that so many people will listen to me. They don't like it. They'd like to stamp it out. They want to stamp out Facebook because Ben Shapiro does great on Facebook. National Review does great on Facebook. Conservatives do well on Facebook. Facebook is a digital platform over the internet. The left believes that they should be the ones to control the digital space and because they don't do that at Facebook, they hate Facebook. A friend of mine sent me a screen a, a picture today. It was not not a not a screenshot, it was a picture. He sent me a picture. He went, he is a newspaper publisher in middle Georgia, runs a county newspaper. It's actually a very good newspaper. I have a subscription to it. Uh, It's one of the few places you can actually get real detailed deep dives into local news in my area, the Monroe reporter, Monroe County reporter. And Will, the publisher, sent me a picture this morning. I've been talking about these issues. And uh, it was the headlines, the local newspaper, has a story, Unlikely Alliance takes on Facebook. No, no, I'm sorry, that's the USA Today front page. Unlikely Alliance takes on Facebook. Fear of dangers to kids has unified political foes. This is a front page story on USA Today. The local newspaper in the the area, McClatchy newspaper, the, The Telegraph in Macon, it's a dying, dying newspaper. But here's, here's the headline. When anti-vaccine posts swarmed users, Facebook froze from the Associated Press on the front page. There is a coordinated effort by the press and the left to destroy Facebook for the sole sin of conservatives being able to function on Facebook without the harassment they get on Twitter. For example, I can go on Facebook today. I can go on Facebook right now, and I can say... Rachel Levine, the uh, the Assistant Secretary of Health and Human Services, is a man. He is. I can say that on Facebook, and nothing will happen. On Twitter, my account will be turned off by Twitter until I delete it. Chuck Todd talked to Kara Swisher. Kara Swisher, for years, ran one of the tech, uh, all things D, for the Wall Street Journal. She moved over to Vox. She is very progressive. She's a great interviewer. I actually like her work. She's very aggressive. She can be very mean to people. I like her work, but she hates Facebook for a lot of reasons. Some of them valid, and I want to get into those. But listen to this exchange with Chuck Todd and Kara Swisher. And I guess that's the thing. There, there's a feel of powerlessness here to all of this. You know, mm-hmm. I look at what it's done to just the industry that I'm in, the industry you and I are in, in, in the world of media mm-hmm. and journalism. You know, Facebook essentially changed the incentive structure and particularly for smaller news outlets, they had no choice but to essentially follow the Facebook algorithm in order to maintain traffic, right. which created this death spiral of news consumption.
1: Yeah, I think one of the interesting is, is a lot of tech people are like, you're just mad at us because we ruined your business. I was like, no, we're mad because you ruined everything. Like you didn't yeah, make you, right. you, you, just, you decimated it. By the way, I don't like, mind our business I, you know,
0: being think... ruined,
1: Kara. I don't, we don't mind. We Creative
0: destruction Ruin my business, but make it better. You ruined the business and made it worse.
1: Yeah, I think it's because they don't really care whether it's cat pictures or journalism. I think that's really at the heart of it. I've always thought of that from the very beginning. I think that's neither here nor there. The issue is what can you know, at this point, I feel as if two things. One is. We kind of owe Donald Trump a debt of gratitude for being such a bad behavior on all these. platforms. doing had such bad behavior because he's shown that they don't have control of that. He can he can yeah. run around and do whatever he wants and there's no enforcement. That was one of the documents is that there are these special white lists for people that don't that they said was very rare, but turned out to be not very rare at all. So that some people could misbehave and others couldn't. Um, and I think there's a lot of revelations in all the documents. So we do owe Donald Trump a debt of gratitude for misbehaving so badly that it became very clear uh, that he was running rampant over these platforms and they weren't enforcing their alleged rules. Um, the second thing is that we can do something about it. There is there is a smaller, smaller and smaller window as these companies get richer and more powerful. But it can be done, and it's been done before. And I think one of the things at this point – I'm not even blaming Facebook. I'm blaming Congress for not doing anything. Yeah. Other nations have done things. Uh, other states have done things, but our Congress still has not. Now, there's some great legislation coming, and if they pass it, that would be fantastic. There's bipartisan support, and they just mm-hmm. have to get it through. You know, even though they can't agree on lunch, they can probably agree on this.
0: Notice their grievance that Facebook ruined things. Facebook didn't ruin anything. You did. You did. They can't blame you, though. You're the consumer. It's not like Facebook had people writing on Facebook. You wrote on Facebook, and they just don't like it. They don't like that Facebook's algorithm allowed you to connect with other people who shared your grievances. Journalists ruin journalism. Facebook did not ruin journalism. Journalists ruined journalism. But journalists are never—journalists are the least self-aware people on the planet. They're also some of the laziest— frequently the amount of spoon-fed newspaper articles that get get sent out there a lot of what you read in opposition research and hit job news stories they're spoon-fed they're they're lazy there's some great reporters out there so, some reporters who are inspiring but there are a lot of bad reporters out there they ruin journalism and journalists will never hold themselves accountable so they got to find someone to blame zuckerberg zucks to blame why because he allowed you on his platform and allowed you to trade information some of it, which might not have been true. I mean, you, for example, you attacked a young man at a pro-life march named Nicholas Sandman and said he was a racist and a bully to a Native American tribes. Oh, wait, 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 wait. I'm, I'm sorry. That was actually the Washington Post and CNN and, and all. all the, it was it was them who did that, not you. Not you. But it's I'm sure it's still Facebook's fault and your fault. It was you who defamed Joe Rogan for taking ivermectin, which you called a, a horse. Oh, wait, I'm, I'm that, that dang it. That again was with CNN and MSNBC. I, I'm sure it's Mark Zuckerberg's fault, too, somehow. And it was you who traded the Ben Shapiro links on Facebook that got traction. They don't like that you can bypass them. They don't like that they're no longer the gatekeepers, that Facebook allows you to come to the platform, curate your own community of friends, and you are each other's gatekeepers. They don't like that. Facebook has problems. Facebook is not a a, a pure company. Facebook does shape the algorithm sometimes to allow people to share conspiracy theories and rage with ease, oftentimes not true, and then seeding truths that aren't real truth. It's true. And Facebook has unevenly taken people off their platform. It's true. But at Facebook, I can go today and say that the Assistant Secretary of Health and Human Services is a man. And he is. And Facebook will let me tell not my truth, but the truth. At Twitter, where all the blue check marks are and they love it, I'll get banned for speaking the truth. The platforms, they're not all good, and Facebook has all sorts of issues, but I would submit to you that the real issue here is that journalists and Democrats, they're making a big deal about Facebook because they can't blame themselves for screwing up their industry, and they hate that one of the social media platforms – doesn't act like it's owned and held hostage by the left and must do the left's bidding constantly. Facebook's not perfect, and sometimes I think it overplays its hands on the right. But you're more likely to still survive and gain traction and be able to be exposed to conservatives at Facebook in ways Twitter makes it harder and harder for you to do. And I would just note that these journalists, they keep their mouths shut about Twitter, where they tend to help with the left dominating the platform. It's just not a coincidence. The platform they're mad about is the one that conservatives are given a fair shake at. Remember, if you text the word ERIC, E-R-I-C-K, to 33777, you can call your senator and tell them to oppose drafting your daughter into the military, which is Joe Biden's latest scheme. I I, I got to play you this from Jake Sullivan, the National Security Advisor for the President of the United States. I, just, I don't even want to tell you what it's about. I just want to play this for you.
2: The President fundamentally believes that we can both take a strong stand against forced labor, against slave labor, anywhere it occurs, including in Xinjiang, and at the same time cultivate uh, and develop a robust, resilient, and effective solar supply chain. There is no reason that the United States or any other country should be forced to choose between these two issues. There's nothing structural. Uh, you know, when you think about the fundamentals about why that should be the case. And so the president is determined to produce an outcome in which we can both get the solar deployment we need and we can stand up unapologetically and unequivocally for our values. So they, they want
0: to work with China on solar panels that are made by forced labor to deal with the environment, but they also think they can take on China's forced labor situation? Really? Really? You you, you really think that this is going to work? This is going to be a and this, by the way, this transcends the Biden administration. This administration, not alone, wants to deal with The climate crisis, as they now call it. You know, we got less than 10 years. We're all going to die. 45% of Americans, a plurality of Americans, the overwhelming portion of Americans don't believe this is so. But you want to do something, you want to perform, and even administrations that don't quite believe it, they want to perform to stay in the good graces of other countries. That was to Donald Trump's credit. He just didn't care. Um, you can't deal with getting cheap solar panels from China that are made by slave labor and also try to take on that slave labor without causing the price of the solar panels to go up. It's just, it's not going to happen. And they know it. They know it's profound hypocrisy and a double standard here in how many People are going to stay in slave labor so Joe Biden and the Democrats can get cheap solar panels to produce energy. Eh, time will tell, I guess. It's just, it, it's it's so bizarre to me that they they think they can thread this needle. And, and China's not going to let them thread the needle the way they think they can. Hi there. It is Eric Erickson here. The phone number is 877 973 7425 This is a headline. This, this is an actual headline. This is from USA Today. Here's the headline. Houston Texans chairman, Cal McNair used anti-Asian slur at team charity event. Houston Texans chairman Cal McNair used an anti-Asian comment in reference to the COVID-19 pandemic at a team charity golf event in May and later apologized. Bally Sports, citing two witnesses at the event who asked to remain anonymous, reported Tuesday that McNair used the slur while addressing more than 100 attendees at the Houston Texan Foundation charity golf classic at River Oaks Country Club just as the event was about to start. The comment was in reference to COVID-19 that prompted widespread quarantines and the cancellation of the numerous social gatherings, including the 2020 charity golf event. One witness told Bally Sports that everyone gasped that both Claire McNair, Cal McNair and Hannah McNair appeared to believe the comment was hilarious. McNair issued a statement. My comment at the event last May included an inappropriate choice of words. I immediately apologized to people who approached me then, and I apologize again now. I know how important it is to choose my words carefully. What is the slur? You, um, the revelation of McNair's comment comes at a particularly difficult time for the NFL. What was the slur? What was the slur? Where was the slur? What was the slur? They can't print the slur. What was the slur? I want to know the slur. I know what the slur was. You read the entire USA Today article and you don't know what the slur was. A slur that was so terrible... They can't print it in USA Today. Do you know what the slur was? I know what the slur was. Now, I listen, I apologize because I'm going to say it. And I need to apologize to all of the radio stations on which I'm on in, in case. The words I'm about to use are so triggering, so vile. George Carlin said, I can't say this word on the radio, and yet I'm going to say it on the radio. I may lose my job for the word I'm about to say. Don't put me on delay and bleep me out. No, I'm going to say it. Houston Texans chairman Cal McNair used an anti-Asian slur at team charity event. What was the slur? I'll tell you what it is. Get on your fainting couch, libs. China virus. <gasps> I said it. Call the FCC. Everyone gasped, one witness said. No, I'm I'm not making that up. Y'all He referred to it as the China virus. He apologized for the remark about the China virus. His phrase, I'm sorry that we couldn't get together last year because of the China virus. This is the China virus. That's what the media was calling it in January and February of 2020 until Donald Trump made it a thing, and then they declared it racist. USA Today, here's the thing. Valley Sports reported what he said. At the end of brief remarks, according to two witnesses who asked to remain anonymous, McNair, whose family has owned the Texans since they were founded in 1999, told the crowd, quote, I'm sorry we couldn't get together last year because of the China virus. I, I, my, I'm, I, I don't even know what to say. People were triggered by that. As McNair and his wife Hannah looked on, smirking, some audience members were stunned by the reference to the COVID nineteen virus that had forced the 2020 tournament's cancellation. Everyone gasped. One witness said, especially the people directly across from him. He and Hannah seemed to think it was hilarious. It was dead silent. Dear God in heaven, these people. Who are these people? A bunch of rich libs at the country club. Who are upset with the China virus. I, 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 I'm i sorry. Uh, some of you may have passed out in your cars now. Uh, just overwrought with rage that I said China virus.
2: <gasps>
0: Wuhan, I'm sorry, Wuhan virus. That's what CNN was saying regularly. Wuhan virus. Or Chinese virus, China originated virus, the China virus. Oh my gosh. This is this. <laughs> oh, of all the, I mean, I'm thinking, is there, is there some Asian slur that's like the N word that I don't know? Well, what did it, what did he say? You read USA, the USA Today literally cannot print, does not print what he said. They won't do it. A newspaper refuses to print the phrase China virus because it's too offensive. This tells you every single thing you need to know about USA Today and its sports section. I have noticed at USA Today some of their sports columnists they won't use the word Braves. Now, when they're talking about, you've got to use the team names editorially, you've got to use the team names. So when they're referencing news stories, these reporters, I noticed they will use the word Braves. But when it's just their tweets about the game, they say Astros and Atlanta. I've seen Houston Astros in Atlanta. I saw one of the USA Today columnists the other day listing uh, some folks got awards for baseball teams and it put in the hashtags for the team. So it was so-and-so from Cincinnati, hashtag Reds, so-and-so from Pittsburgh, hashtag Pirates, so-and-so Chicago, hashtag Cubs, so-and-so Atlanta, and then so-and-so, hashtag the other team. Wouldn't use the word Braves that the sports columnists are offended by the Tomahawk chop. Uh, So the Major League Baseball commissioner, I'm surprised he hasn't thrown the, the Braves under the bus on this. But the Major League Baseball commissioner was asked about this. It was a big deal for the Libs. Major League Baseball Commissioner Rob Manfred defended the Atlanta Braves name and popular fan celebration, citing the team's relationship to local Native Americans. Speaking ahead of game one of the World Series in Houston, Manfred said, quote, the Braves have done a phenomenal job with the Native American community. It's important to understand that we have 30 markets around the country, Manfred added. They aren't all the same. The Native American community in that region is wholly supportive of the Braves program, including the Tomahawk chop." For me, that's kind of the end of the story. In that market, we're taking into account the Native American community. So I guess if the Cincinnati Reds, no, wait, it was the Cleveland Indians. If the Cleveland Indians had taken into account the Native American community there and worked with them, maybe they would be fine with that. Now they're going to be the Guardians. But the progressive, they're ruining everything, y'all. They're ruining everything. I saw someone yesterday who said I, I, that he's beginning to think that the progressives are doing a troll ruining all the stuff conservatives failed to ruin. You can't say China virus in USA Today. That's remarkable to me. The stuff you cannot say. And I, I so I gotta I gotta think there, there's there's unrelated superficially but but I think actually interwoven into this I think there's there's something going on in the country as people on the right you know let, let's let's go back to the F Joe Biden stuff let's go Brandon I think you know sometimes there's a a willingness to provoke. People want to provoke the other side. When they find it ridiculous, they go out of their way to provoke the other side. And I think there's something like that happening in the country right now with a lot of conservatives. They got to be careful. They don't turn off people in the middle who, who might come with them if conservatives are too obnoxious about it. But I just, I've got this sneaking suspicion, y'all, that a lot of people are tired of this sort of stuff. When USA Today cannot print what Cal McNair said, because it's a racial slur and it's actually the phrase China virus, which is not a racial slur. I think a lot of people look at this and they're like, this is, this has gone too far and we've overcorrected. And now i got to swing the pendulum back on the other side. And we, we've, as a society, we've entered a series of overcorrections. The pendulum swung to Donald Trump and then it swung back to Joe Biden. And now it's going to swing back the other side. Now, gravity when a pendulum swings slows the pendulum down so when it swings far in one direction and then swings back it doesn't go in the other direction as far back as it first went and each time it, it swings a little less and i think we're in this period we're in a we're in a political realignment in the country and as the pendulum is swinging back and forth it's not swinging quite as far Part of me thinks the progressives that they they want to push it again on their side and try to really overcorrect. I don't know that they can, but each time people are voting, they vote in response to the extremes of the other side. And in so doing, I think they're trying to find someone who is not quite as extreme, not more extreme, but quite not, um, not quite as extreme as opposed to more extreme. And, and the pendulum keeps swinging and, and they keep trying to correct. And I think another correction comes when you've gotten to a point where you can't say China virus, that it's a racial slur. In USA Today, you've reached a level of absurdity in the news media. And again, this goes back to Facebook and the ridiculousness of Facebook, that the media will attack Facebook and say Facebook has ruined everything when really it's the journalists who've ruined it all. They will never take the blame themselves, but they're the ones who are ruining it. And when the journalists, they can't say Braves for Atlanta, even though the the commissioner of baseball is totally fine with it and recognizes what the Braves have done to the local community. And they can't say China virus because it's a slur. People are going to look at them and say, this is absurd. We've got to go in a different direction. And they're going to go in a different direction in, in the midterms as a reaction to the progressives and the press together trying to be as absurd as they possibly can. You know what's also absurd, stinky odors in your house, and you can get rid of them with the Eden Pure Thunderstorm. You can get three of them right now, and you can save $200. You can get them, all three of them, for less than $200. What you do is you go to EdenPureDeals.com, and you'll see my name, Eric Erickson, with a green circle around me. You click it, and you'll see the Eden Pure Thunderstorm three-pack. Click on the three-pack, put them in your cart, go check out And use the code ERIC3 at checkout. You'll see discount code box, E-R-I-C-K-3. Use that at checkout. And you'll see $200 taken off. You'll see you get them for less than $200. You will see that you get three of them, and you get free shipping too. And they'll eliminate odors. They'll get rid of the bacteria, the mold, the pollen that's floating in the air. They clean the air in your house. You can put one in your RV. You can even put it in your car. It's very portable. You can use a USB plug in your car with this thing that that holds in your hand and it packs a wall, but it gets rid of the odors, the the tobacco odors, the dog odors, the fish fry odors. It gets rid of them. EdenPureDeals.com. Check out, use my code. Click on my name, put them in your card, and at checkout, use ERIC3. You'll get three of them, saving $200, getting them all three less than $200, and you'll get free shipping at EdenPureDeals.com. Welcome. It is Eric Erickson here. I think I just got paid a compliment. A a, a friend texted me and said that... uh, she used my voice as a bear repellent today. <laughs> I don't know if I should be insulted by that or what. All right. Uh, we got to go to the phones. Uh, Cindy, you're going to be up next on the program. Welcome to the show.
2: Hi, Eric. Um, Hi. I just wanted to tell you about, I just wanted to relate this story on the weekend. I was watching an evening. I won't say whose show it was on television and they were down at Old Mess. and she was sitting with a professor and just for using um, China virus in one of his graduate classes, a student reported him and he, and he said he said to the commentator, he goes, when he goes into the Chancellor's office to, you know, to ask why he's in trouble, they said, Because you used that charm. And he said, Well I was looking around my class and I didn't see any Chinese people in there. And he said, by the way, didn't this is where did this virus come from? Didn't it come from China? And they said yes. And he said, Isn't this a virus? And he said yes. And he said, by the way, looking around my class, I would have noticed if there were a Chinese person, I may have offended because I am the um, adopted parent of a quarter Chinese child. He, after this, he looked at his future schedule, and he lost two of his future classes.
0: Good grief. Good
2: grief. And this is at LSG, I mean, I'm that old myth.
0: Gosh. Well... Yeah, old old Miss. My goodness gracious! I, I, this is it's absurd that academics and now the and newspaper.
2: A he was a very He's a very respected professor. I'm not going to name any names. But right, that's just so ridiculous.
0: Oh, it is. It, it absolutely is, and it's happening more and more. The the academics are the the wokes and the critical theorists out there. Cindy, thanks for the phone call. That it, it, it doesn't surprise me at all. Doesn't surprise me. Um, it, you know, if I were king for a day, what I would do is I would get rid of the student loan program because that would force a whole lot of universities who don't need to be in business to finally close up shop and force the other universities like Harvard to finally tap into their endowments to save kids some money uh, to be able to lower tuition prices. But uh, there's something's got to be done with higher education these days because it, it's, it's all about indoctrination in a lot of these places. They're not giving kids good education. And in fact, they're getting rid of like the Great Books Program of Western Civilization because it's racist. Everything is racist to the left these days. Like uh, Joe Biden calling Glenn Youngkin racist, an acolyte of, a racist acolyte of Donald Trump. And yet he's got all sorts of problems that are potentially costing McAuliffe a victory. Here's Sam Stein, not exactly a conservative. Here's Sam Stein.
2: Um, but in this case, I think there are some particulars, uh, the national dynamics that are playing into this. One is Joe Biden's plummeting popularity rating is a real indicator of trouble for McAuliffe. Uh, Democrats are not engaged. Uh, whatever momentum, legislative momentum may have been there early on. Uh, that had generated so much enthusiasm and excitement among all facets of the Democratic Party, that's gone. That's been sapped. Uh, And really what you're seeing is a lingering sort of lamaze, basically, from the COVID fight where people are just saying you should be out of this pandemic. It should be going better. Uh, You look at all the public polling data, and that's really where uh, the Democratic Party and Biden in particular are struggling.
0: Oh, my gosh. Oh, my gosh. Um, they are struggling and they don't realize it. And stuff like now, All, all of these things combined don't help. The, the, the not being able to say China virus, punishing conservative professors, all the other stuff, it, it's just absolutely bizarre that this is where we are as a society. And I think a voter backlash is coming. I think the midterms are going to be a backlash to all of this insanity we're seeing from progressives, from defund, to get rid of bail, to, to all of these things. We'll see it. Now, I want you to take action. Be a good activist. Use my action center. Text the number. Text the number three three seven seven seven. The message you send is Eric E R I C K. So text Eric E R I C K to the number three three seven seven seven. I'm gonna send you back an eight hundred number. Click the link, that eight hundred number, and call your senator. Tell them to end. This nonsense about drafting our daughters, they want to draft our daughters, as in the NDAA, the National Defense Authorization Act. Take action, be an activist, solve this problem, make your senators hear you that they need to kill the NDAA if if we keep this provision in that drafts our daughters. Text ERIC to 33777. And you thought these last two years were crazy. Welcome to 2022. It's coming up and nothing makes sense still, especially in business. If you're a small business owner, good luck getting financing from a big bank right now. I can offer you a fantastic solution. If you're looking for $750,000 or more in financing for your business,